The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with Dee Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. And now, Dee Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. As always, we have fantastic guests here on the Sunday show every single week. And one of my all-time favorite guests is back with me. My dear friend, psychotherapist Allison Sullivan is here. Allison, yay, I love it when you're here. I love being here. We always have such great conversations and I could think of no one else that I wanted to have on the show to uh, talk about uh, the winter blues. And, you know, this time of year is such a funky time time of year where we're all like okay we got through the 925 days of January and so now (laughs) now we're in February where we sort of feel like there's hope on the other side in spring somewhere and then we have these random just like the other day you know these random 60 degree days and then the temperature drops and it's a lot of like weird up and down with the temperature and we all kind of I think get trapped in in a weird mood cycle during that. I agree. I, you know, this time of year can be really difficult for a lot of people that don't live in sunny weather year round and mm-hmm. regionally we're some of those people. And the winter blues is is a real thing. It's different from seasonal affective disorder. You know, both are real and they, they have similarities and yet are very different. So... I think, you know, talking about both of those things might help people figure out, you know, what they need to do next to support themselves. I don't think until you started sort of laying this out uh, for me, I, I wasn't, I'm not sure that I knew exactly that there was a difference between winter blues and seasonal affective disorder. Seasonal affective disorder sounds like it's a very serious thing that actually starts a little earlier than like the winter blues. Yes, seasonal affective disorder is predictable, uh, both in duration and, you know, start and and stop. It starts typically in the fall when the days get shorter. Mm -hmm. And it is an actual type of depression. People experience much of the same symptoms you would think about in other types of depression. The of loss of pleasure in any activities, um, sleeping a lot, really difficulty connecting with people. There's a real impairment in people's daily lives. Now, the good news about seasonal affective disorder, if this is sounding familiar to you, is there are effective treatments. And one of the best treatments is actually light therapy. Uh, which I've is, heard of that. Yeah. It's a really affordable treatment. People can get their own light boxes online and sitting in front of that 20 minutes a day in the morning, 20 to 30 minutes a day can help stimulate the, the vitamin D absorption and help people really kind of keep full blown seasonal affective disorder at bay. I This the seasonal affective disorder, this can really be debilitating i mean this can be something that keeps you actually in the house yes, not wanting to yes, do anything yes that's the that's the notion of impairment there is actually a quantifiable impairment either in your work family both and so it really does need to be diagnosed and treated from a medical professional however i really want people to hear that there are effective treatments it's really effectively treated and once you figure out 
what works for you, you can put it in place preventatively so that you don't get into the depression and then have to pull yourself out. I've, you know, I've helped countless people in my own practice figure this out for themselves and put a protocol in place, if you will, starting in September that really allows them to avoid experiencing a depression during the winter. I would think that also, you know, you're talking about a protocol in place. I would think part of that would probably be looking at your vitamin levels and things like that during yes. this time. So not only like a physical thing, but also yes. like what you have going in your body yes. and, and your, your levels too. Yes. And, you know, as an integrative psychotherapist, that's a foundation aspect of my practice. And so working with an integrative physician to monitor those levels can help people learn how to adjust their their supplements, their vitamin and mineral supplements at different times of the year because our system is dynamic. It's it's continually changing and so we how we need to support that system changes throughout the year. And so the more people get in the driver's seat about what's going on with seasonal affective disorder, the more they can say, oh, okay, well, I know that if I start taking more vitamin D in September and I start using my light box by the 1st of October, then I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. So it really is worth investing time and energy into because it is very treatable and, and also very different from the winter blues that most people experience from time to time if they live in a part of the country that is dark and cold during the winter. So I was, you know, thinking about the the differences. And for me, I guess I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I'm feeling really down as the weather is really cold and I don't really want to get out and do anything, I was looking at that as myself, you know, I have control over a lot of that. That's I'm deciding and sometimes I just decide not to do anything. Most of the time I'm deciding not to do anything because it's I'm too cold or I don't want to go out and take a walk or I don't want to even go to the gym, it's warm in the gym, warm in my house, warm in my car. But somehow the in-between, I'm like, I don't want to do that, you know, and a lot of that is in my control. I'm making those decisions, but that is drastically different, obviously, than what you're talking about with the seasonal affective disorder yes that's that's more in alignment with the winter blues that that we all experience because if we don't like the cold and we don't like the dark then you know intuitively I think people want to resist that oh I just want to stay away from that and acceptance of that part of yourself is the first step of, of really kind of getting our arms wrapped around the winter blues when when we realize okay this is not my favorite time of year so how can I support myself? It's a much different place than, oh, this is awful. This is happening to me. I can't do anything about it. I just have to, to grit it out. There's a lot of things you can do to support yourself that, that does make it feel less impactful on a day-to-day -day basis. What do you say to people who want to maybe try the light therapy? They've never done anything like that before. What what does it do? How does it work? I mean, it, it's, it, it is very affordable. It is very affordable. I, I will say really do go talk to your doctor first because there are specific um, strengths in light therapy uh, that are most beneficial depending on what your symptoms are. So you really want to talk to a physician before you try it on your own. I get so sad when people come in and they tell me, 
no, I tried a light box, it doesn't work. And when we explored a little more, they got a discount light box that really wasn't the strength they needed and used it intermittently. So really, this is something that people want to get guidance on first and then adapt that guidance to how it best works for them. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Allison Sullivan is my guest this week. We're talking about the winter blues and also seasonal affective disorder and some ways that you can maybe get yourself out of a little bit of a funk that some of us tend to uh, tend to be in this time of the year, myself included, by the way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for some great ideas, Allison, as to sort of get myself motivated. I think that's a lot of it. You know, we, we lose motivation during this time of year. I think that's such an important point to talk about. And it may be helpful for people to think about this from the perspective of that it's important to to pay attention to the experience that we're in now and also to not forget that the choices we're making today are the choices that are building our tomorrow. Because springtime's gonna come. Yes. And so Eventually. <laughs> it will come. <laughs> and so when we keep in mind both, you know, what our needs are in this moment and what we're building towards in the future, that can help people start to get support things in place that that help their motivation now. Because, you know, when it's dark and cold and the alarm goes off for for me to go out and run, that doesn't feel good. Right. I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I don't ever want to do that but I tell you what I do want I do want the feeling after I've run Mm -hmm. that's what I do want and I do want how my day goes the rest of the day after I do that so if you put it into perspective like that a half hour or really even 15 minutes of discomfort for 16 hours of feeling more grounded and centered when people can start to have that kind of dialogue with themselves I think it changes things a bit. I'm not sure that we give ourselves the chance to see the why long enough. Because if you really sit and and, and visualize the rest of your day, what it's going to feel like, how you're going to be able to show up, what it's going to feel like when you get home that night, those, those moments add up when we spend time in relationship to ourselves that way. And it can help kind of get our feet out the door. You know, something I've noticed exactly what you're saying in in our house, we, you know, we've kind of noticed when we get off of our schedule, just for even a week or two, when we say, gosh, you know, we've had things going on for the last couple of weeks. So we haven't exercised and, you know, we're the schedule's all off, even for that short time, even a week or two, you can tell nothing else in the rest of the day has gone like it was mm-hmm. when you were on schedule and yes. when you actually kind of yes. set, uh, you know, had a mindset at the beginning yes. of the day yes. and a plan yes. and you were motivated. Yes. And when you really look at that, you can start to tell yourself the truth because the way we kind of turn away from that is, oh, I'm being nice to myself by not doing this. But really what it ends up doing is making a lot of other things in your life more difficult. So what's truly the most loving thing in that situation? A lot of times I would I would suggest it's exercising. Right. You know, like you and I have talked about before, we've got some hard data now, really clear data that suggests that three hours of exercise a week is enough 
This is mind blowing when you really digest this is enough to manage mood. Yeah. Wow. That's a big deal. That's huge. That's a that's a specific number with a specific outcome. That's mm-hmm. really huge. And so finding a way to to get ourselves closer and closer to that is going to ex- the benefits of that is going to spread into every other area of our lives. And I know one thing that that you suggest to a lot of your clients and people that are coming in is break that down into doable time slots for you. You know, if if you said to yourself, well, three hours a week, I don't have three hours, you know, but you might have 15 minutes this day and this day and this day. And you might have another 15 at the end of the day, right before you, you know, get into comfy clothes and whatnot. Yes. And any amount of time that you're spending exercising is going to benefit your mood. Even if you cannot get the three hours in, it doesn't mean that the 90 minutes you're getting in in a week is wasted. Mm-hmm. That is also really beneficial to our whole entire system. So meeting yourself where you are and doing what you can do is what the whole point is. Allison Sullivan, psychotherapist in downtown Fredericksburg. Allison'sintegrativehealth.org is the uh, website if you want to check out all kinds of cool stuff that she has going on. And we're going to chat with her more after this break. If your heart needs healing, you want the best care. You deserve to have that care close to home, your family, and your life. The nation's top cardiac care is just a heartbeat away at Mary Washington Hospital. Named one of the 50 top cardiovascular hospitals in the nation by IBM Watson Health. You can trust that our patients have shorter stays, lower costs, and less likelihood of readmission. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you. Now back to Sunday mornings with Dee Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Psychotherapist Allison Sullivan is my guest this week. Always fun to have Allison on the show. And I was really excited to have Allison come and talk about the winter blues and, you know, this funk that we all sort of get in this time of the year where we do want to pretty much sit on the couch and eat chips and or maybe that's just me i don't know is that, and you just some you want to hibernate like your body feels like it wants to hibernate but you really don't because it puts you in a really bad mood actually and physically you don't feel good and you don't sleep well you know it's a lot going on so how can we combat some of those things and fight our own demons that say no no sit on the couch for three hours and eat two bags of chips it's yes. fine. <laughs> well, maybe the first thing is to throw in a kale chip or two. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe a healthy <laughs> chip in there somewhere, right? When you're sitting there yeah. on the couch. I, although, you know, what you're saying, I think, is a we can turn that in a, in a compassionate way towards another way to consider this. There is a quieter energy that exists in winter for many people. I'm so instead of resisting that, if we kind of lean into the notion that each season offers us opportunities that are unique to the season and find ways to more quietly and introspectively connect with ourselves, then we might find that winter has its own charm attached to it. So a lot of times, you know, people will look at trees or 
you know, just the the landscape around them in the winter and say, oh, everything's so dead. Right. I can't wait till spring. There's no color on the trees. There's no color. Yeah. It's so bleak and mm-hmm. barren. Well, you know, underneath that, though, there is a lot happening. There's a lot of preparation that's happening for the evidence that we're going to see in the spring blossoms. And when we look at our own life in that way, it can have some really powerful energy attached to it. When we spend this time reflecting, planning, reading, meditating, the cozier, quieter self-care activities that speak to our need to be to be warm and hibernating right. like then we're also doing things that bear fruit later on in the year when right. the energy is seemingly more active and um, externally connecting. I'm pretty sure at the beginning you what you were trying to say but you didn't want to exactly say was for everything there is a season that cheesy (laughs) line that we all just yes we you know it's Uh true you know it's true I wanted to talk around it without right but you don't want to actually you don't want to actually say it Uh um so I feel like if we're going to be cheesy about it let's just be straight you know straight on cheesy about it because let's just own it let's own it because uh, you know I'm thinking you mentioned meditation so I'm 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 going to get super cheesy with that for a second. And, you know, I know a lot of people are like, meditation, and <laughs> woo woo, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm telling you, and I'm just being like really honest. I'm telling you, I have tried to make uh, meditation a practice of mine at least a few times a week. And it makes a difference. And and so I hear a lot of people that come back and say something like, well, it doesn't work for me, or I don't know how to meditate, or blah, blah, blah. And okay, fine. But, you know, turn on a meditation and go to sleep. I mean, even if you just mm-hmm. do that, yes. you still have some good stuff going in. Yes. And pay attention for my next beginner meditation workshop, because we dispel all of those myths. Many people really do believe Much like I think with the light therapy that we were talking about earlier, that they can't meditate. Mm -hmm. And and really, we all can meditate. It is a learned skill. Sometimes we just need appropriate support in figuring out um, how to do it and when to do it. And so allow yourself that support. And I think that it's also important we bring up that maybe that introspective energy that's a part of winter is what is so scary Mm -hmm. for some people. Because... It's hard sometimes to sit in quiet because it's hard to hide from the truth sometimes when we sit in quiet. For those of you out there that may be listening, and that seems to be a little accurate, a little uncomfortably accurate, let me say to you that I can't think of a single solitary person I've ever worked with in the over, you know, over a decade that I've been doing this in private practice that has ever come back to me and said, boy, I really regret spending that time in introspection. (laughs) Without question, if people sit in the discomfort, breathe through it a little bit, really just paying attention to your breath, it passes. And on the other side of that, there's opportunities for deeper connection and insights that make our lives more full and more satisfying. And I get that that can be scary to think about at first. I think you hit that right on the head. I mean, light bulbs, seriously. It is 
that's so much of it where we are we want to avoid the things that are calling us to be quiet sometimes we're we want to avoid that quiet I mean I I remember you know weeks ago just having an overwhelming time period in my life and I was just like oh, okay I need some quiet like I literally yes. just need some quiet and so I knew I needed to turn the podcast off turn the radio off yes. I needed to turn the television off in the background yes. I, I went through my head like as a marker of like okay what in my house or in my car is making noise right now I because I need to turn all that off for 20 minutes and I know that actually can be very scary sometimes because you are faced with your thoughts and your feelings right there nothing to distract you from them yes and then when you sit with that what you you come to find out is that you are not your thoughts and your feelings and what a huge relief that is our thoughts and our feelings are just the waves and debris on the surface. Mm -hmm. Who we are is kind of the quiet stillness way beneath that and all around that. And the more time we sit with our thoughts and our feelings, they lose their power over us. And boy, oh boy, does that really increase a person's sense of personal power when they realize these thoughts and feelings are just changing states of information that I can acknowledge and release. That's it. That's huge. And, and, you know, it's, it's so true because so many of the times that we feel stuck, um, it's when we're actually thinking that our, our thoughts and our feelings are not moving, you know, and changing. We feel we're just like, like we're drowning in that or, you know. Yes, or that they are the irrefutable evidence of something about us that we don't want to face. And that's just not true either. It's just data. It's just a data stream that's, that's going to pass. Allison Sullivan is my guest this week, and we're talking about so many cool things. Uh, so I'm telling you, if you uh, if you want to hear any more of what Allison has to say about uh, meditation and things like that, please go to her website at allisonsintegrativehealth.org. You brought up the beginner meditation that you do. Is that somewhere? Is that something that you actually teach someone how how to meditate? Maybe they've yes. never really done yes. it. Yes, yes, that's the exact reason we have structured the 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 class the way that we have. It's a five week class, one hour a week, where we introduce people to five different types of meditation, and we practice those types of meditation in the actual class. So each week they can come back. They can people can discuss their experiences with trying that type of meditation throughout the week they get group support and the value of group support is so you know under talked about because when people hear everyone else in the group is struggling with similar things it somehow makes it seem more doable for mm -hmm. people yeah it does. You're absolutely right. So at the end, you know, we do evaluations at the end of every workshop that we have. And at the end of, of every meditation workshop, the feedback has been 100% consistent. I have learned that I actually can meditate and that it actually improves my sense of calm and 
capability in my daily life in managing stress. I love that you also take apart the myths and and really break those down because things like people saying, you know, well, okay, I've never really technically meditated. Is that the same thing as like hypnosis? You know, yes, am I going to be yes. hypnotized in the middle of this? Yes, you know, stuff yes, like that, yes. that you really do need to say mm, that you're, you're right. You're thinking the wrong thing here. Right. And that there's more than one type of meditation yes. because when we introduce people to five different types, they will find that there's two or three that they really like and a couple that they don't really resonate with. And that's wonderful because then they have several types to choose from to support a meditation practice outside of the group. So you obviously have so many fantastic things going on, including uh, the meditation uh, introduction as well. I mean, just so many great things. And yoga and just all kinds of great workshops and and you can really help people where they are you've got some really good new things that you've been doing you've been doing a food mood group that's going fantastically excited about what's happening in the food mood group really inspiring people really setting some compassionate goals to understand how the food they're eating and their relationship with food is impacting their mood and and really diving deep into that has has re-inspired my integrative approach and we also have mindfulness 101 it serves the same purposes as beginner meditation kind of demystifying what mindfulness is and help people develop um, everyday mindfulness practices that can improve their mood and stabilize their mood. We have, like you talked about, periodic yoga workshops, and we have a monthly aromatherapy workshop at the office for free. We feature different topics so people can understand how to support their health with aromatherapy. So many cool things. Tell everybody where they can get in touch with you, and you have a lot of great outlets that they can find you on. Well, they can find us. The hub of everything is at Allison's integrativehealth.org. They can find out all about the workshops. We have a podcast, Integration Nation. They can find out about all the other services, massage therapy. It's all right there. It's all there and very easy to find. And I love your blog. You always have great blogs too. I mean, just really good stuff. And I can't tell you, Allison, how grateful we are to have you as a regular guest on the Sunday show. We always have fantastic feedback from people and from listeners who are just like, I love it when Allison's on. And I know a lot of times you will put the audio from the Sunday show also up on your website too. So Absolutely. So yeah. people can find it there. Uh, I love being here. I'm so grateful to get to talk about these really important topics with you. I think it's really important for people to understand that there are very easy, simple ways that you can join with yourself to make your experience of life a little better and a little easier. So the next time you find yourself looking out the window, looking at what all the seemingly dead branches are saying to you, remember there's a lot of growth underneath that. Allison's IntegrativeHealth.org is the website, and Allison always would love to chat with you, even if you would just want to drop her a note and tell her how fantastic she was on the show. Allison, thanks so much. This has been great. Thanks. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. 
The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. If your heart needs healing, you want the best care. You deserve to have that care close to home, your family, and your life. The nation's top cardiac care is just a heartbeat away at Mary Washington Hospital. Named one of the 50 top cardiovascular hospitals in the nation by IBM Watson Health. You can trust that our patients have shorter stays, lower costs, and less likelihood of readmission. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you.